police in the morning. Grannies are the greatest. They bake pies, tell stories, and take you to the zoo. They don't ask for an arm and a leg in return. They want your whole body. It's off to grandmother's house we go for the rabid grannies. The blood-splattered tale of two little old ladies who open a surprise package from hell. Out slithers a mysterious fog that turns the grannies into ghouls who can't wait to sink their dentures into human flesh. Luckily for them, they have a house full of juicy guests. Unluckily for their guests, these bone-crunching battle axes just can't get filled up. Rabid grannies, these biddies bite. I'm Corey. And I'm Paul. And we are the, the B-Movie, B-Movie Bros. Bros. Here are your B-Movies to the best of our ability. Sometimes we get off topic, but randomness is a gift. Well, here we are, Paul. We're at the very end of March. Oh, finally. I couldn't bear another fucking acronym. Well, I mean, you know, this month, this, this week, matriarchs antagonize relatives coming home in the yeah. 1988 classic, Rabid Grannies. Yeah, you know, in the beginning when you were reading the description and you said, these grannies want your body, I'm like, oh, God. And you said that they were eating people. I'm like, well, that's not as bad as what I thought we were getting into. So. Yeah, yeah, it's... It's it could have been an entirely different get, film. Get your mind out of the gutter, Paul. So, uh, you know, this is a trauma release. You know, as many people know, trauma is a giant in the B-movie industry uh, for releasing independent films. Uh, but let's just let's just dive right into this shit with our technical difficulties. Top and bottom three. Let's start with the bottom. I guess I'll go first. Go for uh, it. Number three. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, I, I said the 1988 classic Rabbit Grannies, uh, and and you know what? That that's kind of false. My number three is that these Rabbit Grannies, they're not really grannies, but actually aunties. They are the aunts of like the older people, uh, the the older family members that come to the to the. Uh, the villa for their birthday and um yeah i mean kind of false advertising especially the front says they love their grandchildren well done they don't have any grandchildren they have great nieces and nephews um but i guess rabid aunties doesn't have the same ring as rabid grannies you can tell they made the the um the art and they came up with a description before they actually made the film they had the idea and then filmed it how hard would it have been just to call them grannies though yeah that would have made the most sense but they like i think they forgot what the title was halfway through filming it so number two most of the deaths and cool special effectable scenes in this movie happened off screen you know someone got their hands chopped off well you saw the sword swing you saw hands hit the ground, and then you saw stumps. <laughs> he was disarmed. You know, you had someone go through a window, except, you know, they tripped. You hear, hear a pane of glass breaking, and then all of a sudden, there they are with, you know, glass effect makeup on, on them. Now, you know, I understand it could have been due to budgetary constraints or, you know, just the inability to do action special effects. But I think it would have really been cool to see those effects in place. Uh, number one, the pacing of this film is all over the place. At just under 90 minutes, the story and dialogue scenes seem to take forever. And believe me, there's a lot of them. But, you know, at least the scenes with the grannies after they turn rabid are pretty good. I mean, we don't even get to see any of those until 35 minutes into the film, 
And the first half hour seems like an hour in and of itself. But I digress. Paul, what's your... Number three, the characters were all kind of indistinguishable from each other. I mean, they tried giving them, like, backstories, but in reality, they were all just a generic spoiled brats who no one really liked. And, you know, it didn't really matter because most of them got killed anyways. Number two, most of the deaths, like you said, were kind of cool in concept, but were mostly off-screen and... I agree it was probably due to the low budget, but damn it, I wanted more gore. I mean, how often do you see rabid ants or grannies or whatever the fuck? And number one, while the scenes with the rabid grannies killing off people were cool, most of the other scenes were boring and felt really long and drawn out, and it didn't really help help by the fact that the characters really didn't play well off of each other. Well, that's it for the bottom. Let's take a look at the top. What was good about this film? Uh, Number three, for me, it was the kills. You know, you had someone literally having their ass eaten for them to die. Um, The one guy was shooting at the grannies with a shotgun and then, you know, had his arm chopped off and then his body chopped in half. Of course, off screen. Like Paul said, he was disarmed. Um, You know, they killed an eight-year-old girl which is something that doesn't often happen in these kind of movies. So I was, I was grateful for that. Um, they did something a little different. And there's one scene where they make, uh, make one of the wives sing happy birthday. And then they're like, oh, yeah, you sang happy birthday to me. You can live. And then they're like, nah. And they just, like, fucking mow her down. It's awesome. Uh, number two, the makeup and evil granny special effects um, are actually really good. Um, aside from like no action effects being done, um, what is shown in this movie is is fantastic. I mean, they do have things growing out of them. They have a, a head splitting open. Um, some real great looking stuff for the quality of the film. Number one, the attitude and the dialogue of the the aunties, the grannies, after they change into these demonically possessed beings, is just fantastic. They're so vile. They're so vindictive. They just, they fucking heckle people and then murder them. It's, it's awesome. I love it. And you know what? When you're, when you've got a movie called Rabid Grannies, it's all about the grannies and they did the grannies very well or aunties or whatever the fuck. The old ladies. Paul. All right. Number three. I always give credit for this in films, but they actually went and killed a kid, which is normally a taboo for these kind of movies. I mean, it doesn't didn't really make the movie better, but, you know, hey, we say they actually went that far. Number two, the deaths were mostly cool, like, even though, as we said, most of them were off screen, and they seemed to get brutal, even more brutal as the film went on. Too many films bust their load way too early and are left pretty pretty limp with the death scenes, but this one, you know, paced itself appropriately and ended up reaching a satisfying climax. And number one, the rabbit grannies themselves were just awesome. They were sarcastic the whole time. Uh, they were just so evil and vindictive. I couldn't help but root for them. And their designs were actually pretty cool. They were legitimately creepy looking and just as demonic as you would think a rabbit granny would be or ant, whatever. So there you have it. Um, you know, we didn't much mention the dialogue except that the grannies had some great ones. Oh, yeah. Um, so let's have ourselves a good old fashioned. Quote war. We'll quote this movie back and forth, and then you tell us who won. Um, I'm going to start off. Don't be bitchy. Listen, lesbian, shut up.
I promise you, your vocal cords will split. All of them. Parasites. Hypocrites. All right. I'll share my cookies when I'm dead. And then a nice world war. Yes, m'lady. Fuck you and your sick, sick attempt at humor. That ends this episode's edition of Quote Wars. If you have a favorite quote from this film or would like to tell us who won this episode's edition of Quote Wars, leave it in the comments below. And now I think it's time for our final take. Remember, friends, our final take is a score on our shot scale. Our shot scales are a reverse scale, 1 to 10, 1 being the best, 10 being the worst. How many shots do you need to get through this film? I gave it a 4 out of 10. I also gave it a 4 out of 10. So... I have to say, Rabid Grannies follows a bunch of greedy inheritance chasers who show up to their auntie's birthday every year in the hopes to watch them die. But, in a splendid twist of fate, it's their turn to die this year. The writers did a great job making a bunch of characters who you just want to see get killed. With spot-on makeup and the most vile biddies in the world, kind of like dream gals for the hecklers and the Muppets, there's plenty of reason to check this film out. Just be prepared for those really slow scenes in between the murders, where pretty much nothing happens, except for the wishful thinking that the grannies will appear and murder the fuck out of these greedy bastards. With a title like Rabid Grannies, you pretty much know what you're getting yourself into. It was a ridiculous film that never took itself seriously, but surprisingly not as over-the-top as I expected it to be. The Rabid Grannies in themselves were hilarious and had some great lines, and the death scenes were creative and pretty entertaining. The main problem with the film was that the size of the cast... Having so many characters jammed into the story where no one was really supposed to be realistic made it really difficult to remember who was who, and it overall didn't even matter what anyone's relationship to any other character was because they were just kind of wandering around until it was their turn to die or do something. Still, the Rabid Grannies, once they were on their hunt for blood, were pretty entertaining and really got the plot rolling. It was a good time, but honestly... It was oddly tame, considering what I expected it to be. So, there you have it. A four out of ten from the both of us, really? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, not bad. Well, we know not everyone likes to watch the same kind of shit that we do, so we like to give every B-movie we watch an A-movie companion and tell you why these films are the same, just of different standards and caliber. I gave my A-movie companion to the 2000 film Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. I picked The Shining from 1980. So, in both Rabid Grannies and Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer, the movies revolve largely around the fact that there are old women involved in these families. In both films, the old women forget who they are, either due to demonic possession or getting run over by a reindeer. In both films, people get run over, either, you know, Grandma by a reindeer or one of the relatives by a car. In both films, they feature a family who comes together, either, you know, working in the family store, as in, you know, Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer, or for their auntie's birthday party in Rabid Grannies. In both films, the greedy members of the family are there, you know, just for money, and they don't get their way. Either they get murdered, or they're doomed to work in retail for the rest of their life. I'm not sure which one is worse. And then, you know, in the end, in both films, the old ladies return to their former selves, by, you know, Grandma remembering, you know, the family that she loved and, you know, how to do everything to make Christmas happy again. Or, you know, somebody smashing the box that possessed the old ladies and turned them unrabid. And that's why Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer and Rabid Grannies are the same. All right, I picked The Shining because 
Both movies take place primarily in a single location. Rabid Grannies took place at the mansion of the two old ladies, and The Shining took place at the Overlook Hotel. Most of the cast were outsiders to the area. The family members of, in Rabid Grannies went to the mansion in hopes of inheriting the family fortune, and Jack and his family traveled to the Overlook Hotel in The Shining so that Jack could focus on writing his book. In both films, the main threat happened to be one of the people in the house. The quote-unquote grannies and rabid grannies were predictably rabid. And in The Shining, Jack goes nuts and tries to kill his family because all work and no play makes, makes Jack a dull boy. And after becoming homicidal, both Jack and the rabid gr- grannies taunted their families as they tried to kill them. That's it? Yep. Okay. So if you want to watch an A-movie version, check out Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer, or The Shining. Well, I think we've come to that point where we need to tell everyone how to drink away the flick. Drink away the flick. Come on and grab your drink. Let's drink away the flick. Bum, 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 bum. We'll give you some drinking games for this film, but remember, friends, drink responsibly. Number one, every time someone speaks in a French accent, take a drink. Number two, anytime someone mentions the heritage, also known as an inheritance, take a drink. Number three, Every time a family member begins to argue with another, take a drink. Number four, whenever the aunties are heckling someone, take a drink. And of course, number five, because it's March, every time monsters are causing havoc, take a drink. Every time the cook is yelling at someone, take a drink. Every time you see a cross, take a drink. Every time the butler calls somebody sir or milady, take a drink. And every time someone is called a coward, take a drink. And those are your ways to drink away this flick. If you have any thoughts about this movie or anything else B-movie related, you can leave a comment on either iTunes or SoundCloud. You can email us at bmoviebros at gmail.com. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com dash bmoviebros. Follow us on Twitter at bmoviebros or my personal Twitter at bmoviepaul. You can check out all our other content, including reviews, interviews, and chats on our website bmoviebros.com, where we have new shows each week. If you want to support the show, consider donating to our PayPal or Patreon accounts. Links provided below. So we've come to the end of this month. We've had five Fridays. Let's rank these films that we've seen. Um, for me, in the number five spot, Nightmare City. It was a different kind of zombie film, but, you know, just didn't measure up to the other films this month. Rabid Grannies, 1988. It hit the title spot on. It had awesome Rabid Grannies, but fell short in a lot of other areas. Number three, Leprechaun in the Hood from 2000. Leprechaun in the Hood, rhyming, killing, rapping, bitches and hoes, the whole nine yards. Number two, Demons from 1985, a true Italian splatter classic. And you know what? I think it still holds up pretty good today. Number one, Dog Soldiers from 2002. A lot more gritty and realistic than one would think from the premise of the movie with great special effects, pretty good dialogue, and an overall great tone. You know, it just rolls out to be one of the best movies I think we've reviewed over the years. I actually have the same list. Uh, Number five, Nightmare City. I mean, it was definitely a little bit different from most zombie films, but overall it was still a zombie film, which isn't bad, but... And it's kind of hard to really get into them nowadays. Walking Dead's kind of ruining that. For Rabid Grannies, I mean, it may have been a little slow and, you know, I didn't really give a shit about the characters, but 
the rabid grannies were awesome, and there were some pretty awesome death scenes in that, so I gotta hand it to them. Number three, Leprechaun in the Hood. I mean, it's Leprechaun in the Hood. I, I really don't need to say any more than that. Number two, Demons. Um, it's a Dario Argento film. It was very entertaining. It was funny and just really well done. And probably the, one of the most creative of, on the list, except for Dog Soldiers, which was very well done. It was very entertaining. It was. It took the whole werewolf um, idea and really went in directions that I wasn't expecting. And the movie was surprisingly intelligent, too. So I had to put Dog Soldiers at number one. It was... It remained number one throughout the entire, basically the entire month. Wow. Uh, pretty pretty impressive. Yeah, this is uh, a pretty good month overall. You know, next week, uh, you know, n- next week, maybe April revives Chance Happenings um, because it's time for spring cleaning. And, you know, since we're going to be cleaning everything out, I think it's time to, uh, you know, clean out our movie collection and bring some things that we forgot about to the light of our listeners. That seems like a good idea. So, I think next week we're going to check out a movie straight from Hill. The 2002 film, Terror Tunes. Oh, God. Where cartoons come to life just to kill. So, until next time, friends, be brave, be alive, and be back for more.